Hello, Natalie. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Excellent. Um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll start from there. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name is Natalie Caples and I'm the co-CEO of Central California Food Bank. Mm -hmm. And uh, how long you been working there? Uh, this April, I'll be celebrating 15 years working wow. at the food bank. Yeah. So the food bank actually started down um, at the fairgrounds, am I right? Yeah. How, so, how did that start and everything? So uh, in 1992, right. a group of volunteers here, you know, based in the city of Fresno, yeah. um, saw the challenges that uh, people are, were experiencing with food insecurity and hunger, and they sure. decided to do something about it. And so they formed this organization uh, called Food Inc. And its first uh, temporary, I'll add, space was in one of the buildings at the fairgrounds. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And then from there, you you kind of stepped up, huh? We've been at a couple of different facilities um, over the years. We had a space uh, downtown. We had um, a space off of Central Avenue. I remember downtown. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was before my time. Right. Um, that so was that a was a really, back. yep, that was a really long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then in 2018... Uh, so we had always leased uh, facilities. Uh -huh. And in 2018, we actually purchased right. uh, the old valley-wide yeah. uh, building off of North um, and made that our, our permanent home. Yeah, Central. Central California. So you started out, I mean, you went to college and you got, you're a nutritionist. That's what, how you started, right? Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, we need nutrition. <laughs> by trade, my degree is in nutrition and dietetics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, nutrition's a big thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's it all definitely your business. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you're a, like a, I mean, you don't put this in your pocket, but you're an eighty million dollar a year company. Um. Well, so. Technically, our our um, our annual operating yeah. budget yeah. is thirteen million dollars. Okay. But when you are you know looking at our tax information, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. We take all of the cost and the valuation of food, right? right? So right. like government commodities yeah. or donated produce to yeah. us, and so that really inflates like the valuation, sure. right? For for our organization. yeah, but you're I mean, it, it, yeah, because I looked on the internet, it yep. said eighty million. Yep. Yeah, that's a lot of food. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um. So you. Go out of Fresno, Madera, Kings, Kern, where Tulare. else? Tulare counties. Yeah. yeah. So Central California Food Bank is the largest hunger relief organization operating in this region. Um, and we do serve a five-county service area that starts at Madera right. and goes all the way down to Kern County. And, and I will say that in our other four counties, in, in Madera, Fresno, um, Tulare and Kings County, we provide direct services, right. meaning that we work with member partners and we are directly serving that community. Yeah. In Kern County, we have um, a partner affiliate, the Community Action Partnership of Kern. So they're doing like the on the on the grounds like boots work. Right. And we provide them resources and support. Now it says you have three hundred partners. Is are those satellite? So our how does that work? Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a little well, complicated. Yeah. So do you, well, let, yeah, let's go this make it easier. So yeah. you go let's start with distribution, which yeah. is where you are off in North and Ninety Nine. Okay, yes, that's, that's our primary. Facility. That's where all the food comes in. Yes. Okay, and then it gets racked, I guess, and then you distribute it. You know, and then it goes out, and yes. then there's all kind of different venues. Yes. Yeah. So um, our Think about 
uh, are operations like a hub and spoke model, right? So in order to provide services to food insecure individuals, you right. know, in these five counties, we have to source food, right? right? So we get um, food um, from the federal government. We get, you know, we purchase food. So right. we use donations, right? Um that our uh, support, supporters, wonderful stakeholders, you know, here locally provide us. So we'll purchase food, and that purchase food is usually the gaps in things that we can't get donated from right. like manufacturing processors. And then you have these other um, other unique categories, uh, which have grown a lot in in, in my tenure, which is um, retail donations, right. and then our agricultural partners, our produce. So. Roughly half of the amount of food that we distribute yeah. is in fresh produce. Yeah, that's what it said. I, I was really astonished. Well, that's that's your diet and everything, which is really and, good. And yeah. it's a it's a um, it's a benefit of where we're located, right? right. We are in oh, yeah. one of the most agriculturally yeah. rich regions, you know, in sure. in the country, if not the world. And and so that's what we have access to. And our farmers are amazing partners because they grow food to get onto somebody's table. Right. They have a lot of the same goals that we have. They want their food to, to get eaten. And so um, we've cultivated some really amazing uh, partnerships over the last couple of years. Yeah, I could see that by your growth. Yeah. Um, so there's like, you serve like 300,000 people. Is that correct? Yeah. So That's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. And, and um you know, those aren't um, some of those numbers are going to be duplicated, right? An individual who is chronically food insecure, oh, gotcha. needing to access, um, you know, services, right. you know, maybe a couple times a month. So yeah. that's, that's that is I not thought. an unduplicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like two meals, three meals. That's meals. Well, it's at at the majority of our member partner sites, they're actually providing multiple days uh -huh. um, of meals, and so. Um, you know, we talked about our how we acquire food, how we get food in. Right. On the distribution side, you know, we work with over 230 member partners. So this could be faith-based organizations. This could be community centers. Um, this could be educational facilities, healthcare, hospitals. Um, and we provide them the food. And then the neighbor, the food insecure neighbor, is accessing that member partner right. site. Um, and then in addition to that, we have many, many, many uh, programs that are also filling the gap. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. It, it, it just amazes me how big and how vast this goes. After, when I started looking into you, I, I've been hearing from a lot of, you know, agricultural people and everything, and they talk talk really good about you and everything. Oh, that's so wonderful. I contacted Yay, you, of course. I love I get, to hear that. <laughs> I get good people. So, yeah, they and um, one, one of the deals is your growth. Yeah. You know, I mean, the valley has grown, but you, you've really grown. Yeah. Um, how, how many employees do you have? Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, we have over 60 employees. Full-time employees. Full-time employees right. right now. We're, this year, we're actually, we have some vacancies. We're, we're supposed to have about 65 employees. Okay. And we'll probably continue to grow um, that number over the next couple of years yeah. as we are really looking to uh, diversify our programs and services and be a lot more specific in meeting the neighbors where they are. Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, groceries to go. Can yes. you yeah, explain that? That's one of my favorite programs. Yeah, so I'm glad good. you started there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Groceries to Go uh, was a program that was born out of the pandemic. Um, so we started Groceries to Go. Really? Yes. So this is recent. It's recent. Okay. We actually yeah. launched the program in May of 2020. So yeah. like not too recent, right? But well, you know, it's been operating enough. for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as a food bank, you know, I described earlier, we really do operate as a hub and spoke model. And so really there are no direct services that have typically been provided at our physical location, at our warehouse. What do you, now, what do you mean by direct services? An individual historically has not been able to come oh, to the food to bank you. and get emergency food, okay. right? That's what, um, you know, our member partnership and our programming has right. historically, you know, served as. Distribute, yeah. Yep. Um, and it had always been a little bit of a pinch point for us, right? And it wasn't too bad because we were so far away, right? right from where, you know, we were in Calwa at the time and, you know, now we're, we're at, um, you know, North and um, 99. And so you wouldn't get too many people out there. But you would get individuals that would come to our site sure. seeking food services, not knowing about the, the structure, not knowing where they can access food. And it was so hard um, to not be able to meet that immediate need. Right. Um, so we had always thought about what an on-site food pantry might look like. Um, and when the pandemic struck, um, a number of our member partners were not able to operate or they had to transition the way that they were providing services, right? So Now, what's a member partner? So though that is our network um, of food pantries. Oh, okay, the, okay. The 234 member partners that make up a portion, a large portion of how we provide services. Gotcha. So that like faith-based organization, that community center. Yeah. They rely on volunteers. Um, a lot of them rely on volunteers to distribute food. And so when the pandemic struck and everybody was sheltering in place, a lot of our member partners really had diminished capacity to be able to provide services. Wow. And so we took a step back and we said, how can we modify our programming to meet the needs Mm -hmm. of neighbors and and member partners right now? Um, And Groceries to Go was born. And basically what it is, is it is an online appointment-based grocery pickup program, similar to how you and I would access like Target or Walmart. Um, so a neighbor that is food insecure can go online and they can schedule an appointment to, at first, uh, in May of 2020, come to our physical location for a contactless pickup of food. Right. Um, and of all of our programming, this is probably the most comprehensive program in terms of the type of food that you're going to receive. So depending on household size, a neighbor would receive one or two food boxes with shelf-stable food. Right. They would receive a variety of produce. There's always a, a protein or multiple protein options available, as well as eggs, bread, a lot of the time fluid milk, but that isn't always yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, nutrition. And tortillas. Yeah. And so huh. um, that program that that one groceries to go uh, that started at the food bank in may of 2020 has since expanded Uh, we have 13 sites now operating in fresno and tulare county and that is with the help of those member partners right faith-based organizations community centers etc they operate they help us operate that program and then in september of 2022 we actually expanded our services with the help of a partnership with Amazon to home delivery. Um, so we oh, yeah. have a small branch, which we're really focusing on um, 
seniors, immunocompromised, or individuals that experience transportation barriers. Yeah. Um, and they can receive a delivery of through that Amazon. Through Amazon. So we provide the food. We we cover the cost of the food and the right. food box. But Amazon helps provide us that last meal delivery so, to the so home. They, they pick up the freight then. They are, yes, they are from you. Basically yeah, donating. They, yeah. yeah, they're so donating their tr- driver time. So you, <clears throat> excuse me. So you have a lot of trucks coming in all the time then. Uh, with Amazon, we have got it streamlined. Uh, they are use, a using using their smaller. Yeah, yeah, they're smaller like flex drivers or, or smaller um, like van drivers, and uh, we. And we started out small, right, because we weren't sure, you know, what the response was going to be. With the home delivery arm of Groceries to Go, we're serving about 500 households per month. Wow. So we're starting there. We're going to evaluate, you know, the program and and that investment. Yeah. I was going to ask you about COVID and how that worked. So this is how it worked. That's one of the programs. It was born out of COVID. Yeah. So you had you had to do some brainstorming oh, and figure things out, yeah, right? Yeah, think for a while, um, the way traditional food banking changed, right? right? Um, member partners or sites that were doing distributions, uh, they were so um, amazing and innovative. They went to drive-through distributions, right? Contactless, driveless. So instead of somebody coming up to your food pantry, right, or walking up and accessing it and carrying food away. They shifted their whole model um, to uh, to be able to accommodate drive-through distribution, so the neighbor could stay in their car, or they could, you know, hitch a ride with yeah. a friend, and and it limited exposure, right? And it was it really served a purpose during that period of time where we were where the need was heightened. Yeah, it was really and you scary still needed to provide the service. Yeah, yeah, for the first like two or three months, it was really scary, and people yeah. didn't know what to do. Yeah. So you had to react. Yes, you. you yeah. And you know, global Improvise. global pandemic, right? Yeah. Like that's that's where your innovation and creativity kind of has to come out. So this groceries to go, it's going to be a permanent thing. It is going to be a. It is. You see something work out. Yeah, Yeah. it's only two years old, but it is a flagship program. It's a model for how we want to provide comprehensive services. That's interesting. The the innovation that was brought to, and like I said, this isn't easy. I know what you went through. I mean, you've got you've got inbound and outbound freight. Yes, and you've got specific amounts and what goes on your shelves. And how about? I mean. You got drivers, yes, right? yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, and you got people, and it that must have been your phone must have just been on the. <laughs> COVID was an interesting time, yeah, that's for sure. It was, um, it was uh, stressful, and um, you were feeling, you know, kind of the the stress and kind of the mental yeah. burnout of just the time, yeah, right, but. Knowing that so many more of our neighbors were vulnerable to food insecurity, Mm -hmm. we were seeing such a huge increase in the need for our services. During that time, you know, 35% of the individuals that were accessing an emergency food pantry had never had to access a food pantry before. Now, what's what's a food? What do you mean by food? So, like our member partners. So, like our member partners that that network of 234 member partners operate programming right right? um one of them is a food pantry right so it's that time and place that a neighbor can come and access yeah food 
So do they get that off the internet or do they call you or how does all that work? Both. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Both. Yeah. We have, um, we have a really, um, amazing food finder, mm-hmm. um, kind of application yeah, on our that. website. Yeah. Yep. And so you can, um, you can kind of filter it in a couple of different ways. So if you go to the website, ccfoodbank.org, uh, you can click on find food and it'll basically take you to a map. You can enter in your address and you can see, Right. You can kind of drill down into the types of ways and programs that you can access food. Yeah, it, it, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I, I mean, mean, it's this been thirty is, plus years yeah, of refining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this. I mean, it, it it's incredible what you do and the processes that you take, and then you had to, you know, innovate in a very sticky, you know, situation. You had, I, it, it must have been pandemonium down there. We have um, a really amazing team. Yeah. We have yeah. um, really passionate and hardworking and creative individuals that really um, are bringing their best to the table every day. And for the food bank, um, we've kind of had this mindset, mindset shift over the last couple of years, which is really trying to meet our food insecure neighbors where they are. And so everything that we do Everything that we bring to the table is centered around how does this benefit the neighbor? How does this get them access to the foods that they need to thrive? And our team has just taken that concept and just, you know, run with it. And they are um, they are inspiring and innovating and coming to the table with creative solutions every single day. There is so much more on the horizon. Yeah. yeah. We talk about groceries to go like, oh, gosh, the food bank the food bank is kind of in this constant state of change right now. In 18 months, we're going to continue. We're going to look different. Is we're that gonna right? Have, oh, yeah. yeah more yeah. programs, more services. Good, good, good. Yeah. Good. Now you've got a uh, school food program. That must have been difficult, too, because the school's closed. Yeah. So actually, um, <laughs> well, yeah. We, ha- we had a small um, backpack program. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. So, um Oh, gosh, we started. Oh, gosh, when did we start our backpack program? Um, I actually, in one of my older positions, piloted the first site in Madeira. Um, and now we have 17 backpack program sites that are, you know, serving upwards of thousands of children you yeah. know, every single month. Now explain the backpacking. So basically, um, in its original form, um, we would... The food bank would utilize volunteers. We would fill um, a backpack with shelf-stable food, and then we would deliver that backpack to um, an identified school site that had enrolled children that were at risk, you know, for for food insecurity and hunger. And on Friday, that backpack would get delivered to the site, and then Friday when school was out, children that were in the enrolled in the backpack program that had been identified from, you know, a social worker or family resource center or a teacher— would come on Friday and pick up their backpack and take it home for the weekend. And the whole impetus behind the backpack program is you are providing access to food when that child is not in school and they don't have access to free and reduced priced meals like breakfast and lunch. And so you were essentially providing them a bridge. You were closing that gap 
and providing them access to food over the weekend when maybe previous to the backpack program, kid, those kids had limited or no access to food resources over the weekend. It's a big deal. Yeah. So it actually is a physical backpack. That, it, it was a right? physical backpack through, you know, feedback loops. Yeah. Um, we've transitioned it and it is now in a bag that can go into the child's backpack. Ah. So it's taken a, a number of different forms, but the, the name has stayed in place. Yeah. When, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when, when my kid was, uh, he was going to school, and I said, why don't, why don't you guys, like, uh, ride bikes? Why don't kids ride bikes? And he said, pick up my backpack. <laughs> and I went, yeah. oh, gee, wow. That, you know, and he goes, that's why kids don't ride bikes anymore <laughs> to school. You got to, you know, work out of your backpack. My seventh grader's backpack is so heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the kids are all hunched over and everything. I'm like, God. So, you, so do you get backpacks back? Or because of the bags now. Yeah, so so that was, that a was challenge the challenge when we when you got to clean them. Right? Yes, you have to you have to make sure that they're in good condition. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, the the program has changed slightly. So now it's just a like bag. recyclable, yeah, like yeah. heavy use, goes like in plastic the bag that goes in the backpack. Yeah, because yeah. I would being a kid, I I know I would be forgetting backpacks right. all and the time. That like was that. that was the feedback we were getting and cleaning them too. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, oh. I, I can Lots imagine. of challenges. Yeah, I can imagine. But it's a it's a learning process, right? Yeah, yeah. To help yeah. people out. So yeah, that backpack program. It's something else. So <clears throat> do you do that? You just do that with the the what certain counties or what? Or um, everybody. So we have. Oh gosh, right now I, we don't limit um, that that program to like any particular county um i think right now i'm not sure we do have backpack programs in all four of our counties right now not not in kern county as i mentioned because you know we have a partner down there um but basically what we're doing is we are looking at um california department of education information we're looking at schools that have the highest eligibility for free and reduced priced meals right kids that are very vulnerable uh, to food insecurity and we're asking schools to partner i can't imagine how you even figure that part out because i mean who do you who do you talk to at the school level to give you you need information Right. Yeah. So we access the and so California Department of Education is really great because they publish that information online. So you can see uh, utilization or eligibility for free and reduced priced meals okay. online. So that kind of helps us narrow down, right? Yeah. Because we want we want to recruit schools that are under resourced, yeah. highest areas of need. So that kind of gives us a little bit of like strategy or target area. Right. But yeah, it does take significant um support and buy-in from the school site itself. And usually it starts with getting buy-in from the principal or having a champion, um, like a social worker or a family resource center person, or just a teacher who is really passionate about doing um, the work that helps bring that leadership individual, right? That decision-making individual to the table and expressing why. So do you have a liaison? We have a, um, we have a really great, um, Community programs manager. Yeah. So, and then we have, um, you know, working with our community programs manager who kind of focuses on these like special programs like groceries to go, like child hunger, like senior hunger. She has um, a um, individual that works with her, a coordinator that specifically focuses on on child hunger. Yeah. There's a lot of schools. There are a lot of schools. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, I I can imagine, well, I can't even imagine because it's so big. Yeah. And yeah, we're right now with, you know, 
our, our school program or our child hunger program outside of the backpack program, right. we're working with about 25 um, school sites right now. Okay. And um, part of that is because we have um, sourced, you know, grants to help us execute at those sites. Some of that is um, donations, you know, general operating funds right. that we're using. And so we would love to be able to 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 continue to to grow that, it, that program. It's amazing what the logistics in this whole thing. I'm, we are we are we t at the heart of what we do. We do yeah. do logistics. Oh yeah, well, yeah. It, most of it is. I mean, you you got to you know, figure out where you are and where you're going and everything. So what, uh, <coughs> excuse me, what foods are included and how often do the kids receive the foods? Um, so it, it really depends on the school site. Okay. Um, so our child hunger programs um, basically are what we call them being on a continuum of choice. Mm -hmm. That's like our, our internal phrasing. Um, and so depending on what the school site has the capacity to accomplish, right. right? If they are really low resourced or they don't have the space, um, they may do a once a month distribution of a boxed like shelf stable product. Okay. Um, but then we have other schools along this spectrum or continuum of choice where, you know, school sites have a a classroom dedicated to basically a shopping area right. and they stock it with open shelves and a family can come in and they can shop the classroom and pick out the foods that they need. They have dedicated spaces for this. Some of our, yeah, some of our school sites do. Yeah. I know it's <clears throat> the investment that the school sites have made to be able to serve their families yeah, outside of the education space has been really heartwarming. Yeah, they got a racket and put shelf space and all some kinds of stuff. Some of them stuff. even do fresh fresh produce and we're working to build capacity to be able to provide perishable items yeah, like that's milk a and big eggs. Deal. Yeah. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of kitchens were closed and all kind of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. So you you work with all this stuff. Basically, yeah, and that's what our community programs manager does. Yeah. She basically says, "Where are you?" you know, along this yeah. continuum, what do you have the capacity to do? And we are basically individualizing programs at the school site based on what the need is, what resources they have available to them, how many teachers or volunteers are there to support them. Yeah. And we really create a program that is unique and special to that. Yeah. Site. That's the pantry program. That's this, that, yeah, it's, we call it our child hunger programs or our school pantry. Program. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a couple people in the produce industry and they're like, we have a hard time finding or kids finding food. And I was like, what? Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Uh, one in, in this day and age and, you know, and, and like Salmon King Valley and everything is wild. You know, that's a big thing. Yeah. One in four adults and one in three children are food insecure in our service area. One in three? One in three children mm -hmm. man yeah that's 33 percent yeah that's a lot it is jeez well they, yeah they three hundred thousand sounds right for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or seven hundred dollars <laughs> seven hundred fifty thousand uh, people you know over all the counties and everything yeah that sounds about right 
Yeah. Yeah. That's we're we're in this really weird area where we we're in a bountiful region, um, but we do have really high rates of food insecurity. Yeah. 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 When I was at the Bay Area, I uh, I worked with the San Francisco Food Bank, mm. and I couldn't believe it. I mean, they were moving really quick. They are very move, efficient yeah, operations. Yeah, things move really quick at these food services and everything. Yeah. Uh, what foods are included in and how often can families access these foods? Yeah, so with this with the school pantry program or the child hunger programs, as I mentioned, it's very different, right? So at these, you know, school sites where they have a dedicated classroom, right? right it's open every day. Some of them are open every day after school and the family can access it as frequently as they need it, right? Versus, you know, uh, school sites that maybe don't have um, the the same level of support, you know, that those other sites have, or they're just trying out the program and they're trying to assess interest. Some of them, it may be like a, a once a month shelf stable food distribution. Yeah. Right. So the majority of the school sites all have access to like shelf stable product. Those would be some of your typical things like, you know, beans, rice, canned fruits, you know, and veggies, peanut butter, cereal. Um, and then you you go along that continuum, you know, to to the school sites that have more of that shopping environment, um, and they can have bins that are full of you know like snack items. They could have bagged fresh produce, um, and some of them are doing things like eggs and tortillas if they have the capacity right. to, to store. So it really Jeez. just depends on the school. No one school site is going to run exactly the same way or have the same menu, right? It really depends on that school site's internal capacity. And we do work with them to help build it. So if they desire to, they can do more. Yeah. One of my friends, he used to walk around the school for exercise in the mornings. And he said, he saw that he said the cars were all lined up. Was that during the pandemic? Yeah. 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 So, um, the we um fresno unified was really really great a uh, great partner during the pandemic um we worked with a number of sites during covid to basically do drive through distribution yeah. so we would drop boxes and produce at designated fresno U, uh, unified sites they would use their communication services to right. communicate or text out to parents when to be there um and it was um before you know pandemic ebt um, came out or, or in in conjunction with pandemic ABT, parents were able to access their, you know, maybe their homeschool site or yeah. a school site that was close to them with food, right? Because yeah. they weren't used to having their kids home and having to provide right. food during that Right, that was time. a big and, deal. Yeah, yeah they go to school to eat, Yeah, right? Or you would eat at school as a benefit, yeah. right? And so, I mean, I know when I was at home and I have two kids, Yeah early days of the pandemic and you're challenged with the food supply challenges, right? And cost of groceries. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are going to eat me out of house and home. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's what else do you do? You know, they're telling you all this, you don't know it to go outside. You can't communicate and you just sit home and eat, you know, there's nothing. But, but it was, it was really interesting because he was telling me, he says, it is massive. He said the line of cars. And I'm like, well, where are they going to get food? They eat during school. The food comes to the school, so they have to go pick it up, bring it home. Yeah. You know, he said it was every day. Yeah, and Fresno Unified did a really good job, too, uh, their food services department of, um, 
figuring out how they were transitioning the foods that they were providing for breakfast and lunch and having that be available too for, for parents and students to access during COVID. So, so it was what, like twice a day or once? I don't know what Fresno Unified, I can't remember exactly what Fresno yeah. Unified was doing, but for us, I think we chose anywhere between nine and 13 um, unique school sites and then we distributed twice a month, yeah. once or twice a month. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we distribute over 29 hundred boxes each month to families and that is is that low if i can't remember the website <laughs> the last time the website was updated yeah. but with our um school programming or our child hunger programming um right now it has it has grown yeah yeah 2,900 boxes. It's more. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and still. It's, and it's different, That's right? Because not everybody me. offers a box. Sometimes they have the shopping environment, right? How big is so, a box, too? Um, Usually anywhere between like 15 and 21 pounds of food. Yeah, that's a big box. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's a... <laughs> That's a box. It, it, and, you know, for, for us, you know, we do work on donations and grants. And so it, it is supplemental, right? Depending on family size, there's no way that that box can meet all of your food needs, right? Yeah. But it is meant to be a gap. It's meant to be a support. Yeah, so 19 schools in uh, five counties. Yeah, so we're actually up to 25 school sites right now, and that doesn't include the 17 backpack program sites. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything is in flux. No, right? I know. No, 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 no. You're going. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's amazing that you, you can react that quickly. Well, people have to eat. Yes. And you have a great mission, you know, you. and yeah. and your people believe in the mission that work for you. They do. So that, that's why you're so successful. Yes. Yeah. Our, it's the team. It's yeah, because really you are successful. Yes. That's, yeah. The um, mobile pantry program, we talked about that. Um, neighborhood markets or, and far, or farmers distributions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those country. are like more of our fresh produce distributions. Yeah, so. now 50%, somewhere around there, 50% is produce, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's stuff that, and that has to go. It does. Um, so we get, um, you know, we get cold product. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the donated product is uh, is cold. Um, we have over the years um, really worked internally to um, continue to refine our processes so that we can provide the neighbor the highest quality fresh produce right. that, that we get donated. And that's taken a lot of different forms um, over the years. But in July of 2021, um, with the help of a donation from PR Farms, yeah, we actually, yeah. yeah, we actually unveiled a pack line. So we have an old apricot line that was donated to us. Uh -huh. And so all of these large bins and totes um, of uh, produce that get donated to us in order for us to uh, provide the highest quality, you know, produce out to our yeah. member partners or, or, you know, neighbors that are accessing these neighborhood markets or, or mobile pantry sites. We actually run that product over the pack line. So we reduce spoilage. We take out, you know, product that, um, you know, as you said, maybe, yeah. you know, you get like one squished plum yeah. at the bottom of a bin and yeah. it can, you know, well, you can have people for that too. We use volunteers, volunteers and workforce development help us run our produce pack line that helps us provide higher quality produce. So that's all out of your distribution system. It's, in, it's inside of so our So all, yeah, uh, all these people come there just to help you. 
yeah, that, we. How, how many people are is that? Over six thousand volunteers per year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. And so they're making boxes. They're making, you yeah. know, they're making, you know, um, our uh, bags that go in our backpack program, volunteers, groceries to go. We talked about earlier. We have two full time individuals that run groceries to go in those 13 satellite sites. Yeah. Everybody else that's on site in our pantry is volunteers as volunteers are workforce development. Yeah. 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 yeah that's quite a deal. Yeah. Hester, Alberta and Ken. What was that? Me, our senior hunger programs. Oh, senior hunger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. We, uh, there are, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we are um, striving to be neighbor focused and um, different individuals access our food services in different ways and they need different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for our seniors, um, we have, um, we have partnered with um, community organizations that have reach um, into the senior community. Um, so we partner with them and we've created um, kind of a, a heart healthy uh, box for seniors. And so yeah. it does have different food, you know, low sodium, heart healthy, whole grains, uh, different types of things. Um, and, uh, and, and they are utilizing, you know, that box and, and just kind of like how we're meeting the families and the students where they are at the schools we're partnering with individuals that are serving seniors and, so, and so how, that program. Yeah, how do the seniors get the food? Um, so they will uh, they will basically go to the partner right. that we're working with, right. or um, in some cases, uh, we have partners that um, are operating programs that seniors are enrolled in, and they'll deliver to the home. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of that. <laughs> there's partner. a lot of nuance. Yeah, yeah. You have a. Yeah, it's like I couldn't even imagine the logistics that you. It's it's incredible. I mean, you got these numbers uh, over the age of sixty make up sixteen point five percent of Fresno County's population. Mm-hmm. Often they face major barriers to accessing language, transportation, technology, yes. increased nutrition needs. Yeah, so. It, that's where all your nutrition information comes in. Yeah, and we do um, our community programs uh, manager is uh, also a registered dietitian by trade, yeah. um, and we work with um, Fresno State Nutrition Program. They help us create recipes that go in these food boxes. Really? Yes. Fresno State does. Yes. That. Yeah. Huh. We um, and we have in the past. We're not currently right now. Uh, worked as kind of like a preceptor site for dietetic interns that are coming through for their rotations and yeah. community nutrition. Um, and so they help us look at that box and say, we're going to put together a recipe easy, like five ingredients or less, right? Cause you don't you want it to be accessible. Yeah. Um, and those recipes will go in the senior boxes, but we're also expanding to include recipes in, in our other programs. So uh, what, at Fresno State, what part of Fresno State does that? So they have um, Fresno State actually has a dietetics uh, program. Uh, okay. So it's their it's basically their nutrition students yeah. that want to become registered dietitians. Oh. Um, and even so, that we, we haven't served as a preceptor site for for them in a couple of years, if my memory is serving correctly. But we do have. Um, you know, every college is requiring like community service right. work, right? And so you have a nutrition class and you have to do 20 hours of community service. And so they'll come to the food bank and we say, we need 
recipe development and we need support and access and evaluating the nutritional value of all of our product in the warehouse, which we just recently did. Right. Um, and so it tells us basically how we're doing, you know, for our own internal nutrition standards. Are we offering healthy um, options that are consistent with a culturally appropriate diet for the diverse group of individuals? Yeah. That we're so they set a menu more or less. Uh, yeah, our team does does yeah. set a menu based on um, what we are purchasing, what we're getting donated. Um, and the menu, while stable and there's a core um, group of like items or like category of items, there will be variety from month to month. Everybody, everybody loves variety, right? You're an enormous grocery store. We, we are a distribution, yeah. <laughs> logistics, yeah. food service, right? Yeah, yeah. it's and, and I think, you know, to your point earlier where you mentioned that you just you were just unaware of what oh. the scope and the scale. Yeah, that's a that is that's common yeah. um, in our community because they do think about us as like one of our member partners as our food pantry. Right. But we are we're distributing 46 million pounds of food. Yeah. Uh, last year um, to these member partners, to these programs. Yeah. And that's. Going, going out, in yeah. and out. Yeah. So it's it's all you got material handling, you got logistics, mm -hmm. and you got these dietary needs. Yeah, yeah. So you got, uh, <laughs> wow, it, 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 yeah. So you have a USDA partnership. Yeah. So that's probably that is basically um, how. Uh, that's basically like the core program, how the food bank really started um, its food programming outside of donations back in, you know, uh -huh. back in the early days. So basically um, the USDA um, operates a, a commodities program, which is called EFAP. It's the Emergency Food Assistance Program. And basically as a, as USDA is helping subsidize uh cost of like crops and like product, mm -hmm. um, they will, um, they essentially purchase, you know, food that then goes to, um, food banks that are serving, you right. know, disadvantaged communities. And so for us, uh, we hold the contract just for Fresno County, um, only. And so, um, we will basically get an allocation of funds from the USDA. Right. There's a catalog of food that they have purchased up, uh -huh. right, to help stabilize, you know, the cost of the market. We'll select uh, food items that we want shipped to us uh, based on, you know, feedback from our member partners right. and our neighbors. We will order that food, you know, every six months. Yeah. It'll get delivered over the course of those six months. And then we have over of the member partners, the 234 member partners, yeah. about 50 of them operate the USDA program, a little over 50. Um, and so we will ship that food directly to them to distribute to neighbors. Yeah, so the 47%, uh, 47 partners in Fresno County. Alone. Yep. But like you said, yep. this Growth, number grows. It, yeah, yep. yeah, it fluctuates. Yep. So yeah. it, it, another amazing. Now, do you handle any kind of liquids like milk, orange oh, yeah. juice? Yep. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um, and we even, although this is not food related, we even operate a diaper program. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, since... Uh, when did that start? Uh, 2018. Uh -huh. um, so we work with about 30 um, partners um, in our service area and like Head Starts. Right. Um, 
And we uh, we distribute uh, close to about five hundred thousand diapers every single month. Whoa! Yeah. Every month, yes. half a million diapers. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> food, food. Amazing. Food. Um, families that are food insecure are are also struggling with Everything other basic else. needs. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a symptom, right, of a of a larger issue. And so um, we were really lucky. Um, in 2018, we were one of four food banks um, that were selected to receive um, some money that had been allocated in the state budget to right. pilot or to start this diaper program. Right. And so um, we were one of four. And uh, two years, two years ago, last year, um, there was another three-year allocation of funds, and it expanded to nine or ten food banks in California. You so. must have a huge portion just related to that for yeah. incoming and outgoing. We have a room that is dedicated. Yeah, Do, to now, is, is yeah, wow, unbelievable. One one full-time driver. Our community programs does manage uh, manage the program. Yeah, and, and one room dedicated to to diapers. <sighs> One big semi truck. Yep, that's a lot of diapers. <laughs> it's a lot of diapers. Unbelievable. Yeah. See, I yeah, it, that was another thing. I was like, wow. I mean, this this you know, it, it's you have a lot going on. Um, what what's the CalFresh outreach? Yeah. So um, CalFresh is California loves to rename programs. Yeah, like they federal like acronyms. Programs. They love else. acronyms. Yeah. Um, so CalFresh um, is California na California's name for the uh, federal SNAP program. So it's the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, formerly known as food stamps. Okay. Um, so basically, we do have a team um, that uh, will um, that looks to uh, source or find income eligible individuals right. to enroll them um, in CalFresh and. You know, you talk about um, COVID and having a social safety net for individuals that are food insecure. Sure. CalFresh was instrumental in um, neighbors being able to have the resources that they needed um, during the pandemic yeah. because of the public health emergency and um, increased benefits. Right. Uh, during that time period. But yeah, we do have a team. They do CalFresh enrollment. Um, if an individual uh, thinks that they're eligible for CalFresh, you can actually go through the initial application process um, online on our website, yeah, ccfoodbank.org. Yeah. And then um, a staff member will reach out to you. They'll walk you through the process. We work with the county, different counties, and submit all of your information. And then we help you follow up and complete, you know, so there's yeah, all of your documentation. Yeah, and you, you have a ton of clerical in all kind of directions. Well, it, and and you know, CalFresh makes sense for us, right? Um, doing CalFresh because the charitable food network, what we do, yeah. could never take the place of a program like SNAP. Um, for every one meal that the charitable food network provides, a food bank like myself, the SNAP program provides nine. Wow! So it is instrumental Gee. in making sure that individuals have access to the foods that they need. Amazing. Yeah. Who we help via dist food distributors, meal recovery programs, grocery box pickup schools. Yeah. 73% yeah. of foods was donated. <laughs> we get a lot of donations. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're so huge. lucky. We're so lucky. We're so grateful. Um, it's we the impact that we have is yeah. because um, is because of those those partnerships that are cultivated either on the retail side, on the manufacturing and processing side, or with our agricultural partners. We it's because of them, right? Now, that that we can make. This now, impact. do you have, do you have a cold storage? We do. Uh, is, yeah. uh, do you have a freezer? We do. Okay, so you have cold and freezer. Yeah. So okay. our so the distribution center that we have right now yeah. is um, under roof. Yeah. It's about one hundred forty seven thousand square feet, but not all of that is usable right now. Yeah. Um, some of it is is um, like an awning, so it's not. You can't use it for food storage, but. We have plans. Yeah, we're yeah, going to enclose yeah. everything. We're going to make use of that all of that 147,000 square feet. So like usable food storage space is about 100,000 square feet right now. Um, of that, uh, 10,000 is um, cooler and wow. 5,000 is freezer. And in the next probably two to three years, uh, we hope to expand our cooler freezer capacity anywhere between like 50 and 100 percent so you're <laughs> we're gonna build <laughs> so you're gonna you're doubling yes you, yeah your freezer and your cold store you're hopefully you want to double one yes and you've got the you've got the space for it right we have the acreage yeah, yeah. and your power bill must be huge <laughs> we have solar <laughs> yeah yeah that, that i know i know it helps a lot yeah you have that too i i did an aerial of it and i was looking at that and i was like wow they you know, they, they got it going on there. Yes. Now, you have a, there's a college hunger study. Is that what we were talking about, or is that oh, something that, else? that's old. That's, uh, that is uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah, um, I was interested in that. I saw, I saw that. And I, yeah. Um, college hunger is, um, is a huge, huge challenge yeah. um, in our region. And we are so lucky that we partner with a number of um, local community colleges and Fresno State who have decided to have a pantry on site yeah. to serve um, their food insecure students. And, um, and you know, there, there are particular reasons that make subsets of the college population more vulnerable to food insecurity. Right. Um, Mostly because students have really, at, at least currently, we're trying to work on this, you know, through some, you know, state, you know, advocacy work. But um, students have really tough um, restrictions over uh, federal support, right? A lot of them don't qualify for CalFresh. You have to meet specific targets and guidelines to okay. qualify based on work hours, you know, and, and things like that. And so it does leave them, it leaves them vulnerable, right? The cost of college, the cost of books, oh, yeah. the cost yeah. of housing. Um, and, um, and luckily these educational institutions recognize, right. That, um, that they can be there to support their students, like really holistically outside of, outside of education. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a couple of years back, we did partner with our national partner, Feeding America, to, to complete a, a college hunger study just to give us more information about the, the challenges and barriers that college students are um, 
are experiencing, right, when it comes to yeah. food access. I, I've talked to a lot of productive people, you know, that have graduated college and everything, and, and a lot of them told me about the ramen stories, and they just barely ate yes, and yes. stuff. And I was that like, is wow, so, you know, that's a big deal. That is such a common narrative yeah. that you hear from college students, right? Um, we have... We've heard stories where students are living out of their car yeah. to be able to afford to to go to school. Um, they are going days, skipping meals, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, to be able to. Um, it's an ongoing thing too. It's yes. not just yeah. Nope. Yeah, yeah. There's, but but the educational space has has been such an amazing partner, right? From, you know, like our elementary school, like K through 12, like all the way up through, you know, our community college and, and colleges here locally, they yeah. see it. They, yeah. they, they are seeing what their college students are experiencing and they are stepping up to the plate and saying, how can we support our college students so that we can put these productive, you know, educated individuals into the community, right? Yeah. Where they, where we can leverage, right, them to, to, to make our community better. Yeah, so. it's a big thing. It, yeah, college, you got to eat to power your brain. You do. You know, and you, you got to get in some exercise, which burns more calories and food and everything. But I always thought that it would be good for, like, in physical education if they had a nutrition study instead of all physical education that I, you know, it was just a thought that I had because kids, parents, a lot of them, they don't understand nutrition. Yeah. You know, you should be eating this and that, not this and that, you know, because I have a degree in it and it's I know. still confusing to yeah. me sometimes science yeah. and science changes. Right? Yeah. So. Well, you, you, you probably know it, but people can't, understand what's on the package like you turn it over and you see okay this has got 160 calories but it's got 160 calories and it's got four portions <laughs> so that's reading, multiplied by four reading a label a food label yeah. is uh it's literally one of the classes that you take you know when you're yeah. yep it's and there are there are organizations that um, we partner with um, that do focus really heavily on cooking and nutrition it's education. Right. That's yeah, good. there are services yeah. there, yeah, that help um, individuals and parents and families understand right how to make the best use. Yeah, of there was nothing available. when I was a kid. You know, there was no nutrition. Nobody knew anything about it. But now you can. There's there's a lot of sources where you can find about nutrition. And everything. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you'd like to talk about that we haven't hit on? Um, well, we could talk about some future plans. Um, sure. And uh, we can also talk about, um, you know, the food bank um, is growing and really does do amazing work. For every dollar that we get donated, we can provide four meals wow. um, into our community. Yeah, that's big. And there are lots of opportunities to get involved with our organization, um, donating your time by volunteering, um, mm -hmm. donating uh, resources. You can go to ccfoodbank.org, and it's easy. You press the Donate Now button, um, and you can help us feed Hungry neighbors, right? right? Like I said, one in one in four adults and one in three children struggle with food insecurity here locally. And I don't think enough people know that. I don't think they realize that hunger is such a prevalent issue, underlying no. issue. Yeah, uh, I found that out. I, I didn't know that until yeah. I started talking to uh, various uh, farmers groups and stuff. And, and I kept on hearing this specific thing about 
kids not able to get access to food. And I was like, this is, that's not good. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's yeah. Not. yeah that, that, and it, it confused me. Yeah. But, you know, I, I thought about it. Well, yeah, they're, you know, they're telling the truth. And yep. That, that's not a good thing for yeah. kids. No. And, you know, we're working with some really amazing partners that are helping us make strides and, yeah. and close that gap. Yeah. So yeah. you need help. Yeah, yeah, we good. always, always, um, we're always looking for volunteers. Um, we are um, time, talents, and resources. If All you right. have those and you have a passion for, uh, you know, your community and um, you want to do something about food insecurity, we yeah. need we need those, the you know, time, talent, and resources that you have. And, and we're more than willing to have a conversation to see where, where your interests lie and, and where you best fit. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you know, I've learned a ton Great. of information. I, I always do. I mean, this is incredible, all this stuff. Yeah. You well, know. there, and just to be on the lookout, um, in March, hopefully in March or in April, uh, we're going to launch a new program um, at uh, the Fresno Mission City Center. Um, it's called First Fruits Market. It's basically a for lack of a better term, a, a free grocery store, okay. right? Um, where um, individuals can, who are on that campus or peripheral, peripheral to that campus can and can come get food when they need it. And then we're gonna be breaking ground um, at our facility on a, a new uh, 17-ish thousand square foot volunteer center, wow. which is um, going to be, um, the host for a uh, one-of-a-kind program for food banks on the West Coast. We're going to have a protein repack facility. Wow. And so we're going to be able to take bulk donations of protein product and repack it down into household uh, size retail Excellent. items to provide better um, and more diverse uh protein options to our neighbors. Terrific. Okay. Well, I thank you very much for coming in. I hope people will, I'll I'll put your website and everything and people can, you know, do some more research, but I I think we went over a lot of things and and pretty much covered everything. Yeah. We talked about a lot for (laughs) sure. The short list. Yeah. The short list. Anyway, thanks for coming in and have a great day. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.